0: The final mission in the fifth in this fifth parak discusses the two special chambers in the base of Mikdash, one known as the Lishkas Chashaim, the chamber or the area where they would bring secret gifts, and the purpose of it was to enable poor people to secretly support themselves from the funds. While the pious donors would secretly deposit their money there, the Gemara spends most of its analysis on this issue in Hilchos Sedaka, the laws of charity, which is all about giving anonymously, anonymously, and ensuring that the dignity of the receiver is upheld by setting up a system where the identity of the needy is not revealed. This even goes to the extent that Rav Chinnabar Papa fended off an evil spirit, saying that he was a shaliach mitzvah on his way to. Distribute funds in order to do this. To take, to, to, in order for it to take place discreetly, he was going to be protected because he was on his way to do a mitzvah. He had no need to fear the evil spirit. Then the Gemara gets to the story of Nahum Ish Gamzu, who prayed to who prayed to God, to self-inflict punishment on himself for failing to help a needy man who he had encountered in a timely fashion. He was not settled with the suffering he endured until his whole body, until his whole body, was was all his limbs had been severed. He was covered in a horrible skin disease. Many of us are likely to be familiar with another version of the story found in Masechus Tanis. There are some serious differences, though, between the presentation of the two stories. Although the core narrative of our Gemara, the Yerushalmi version of the Nachamish Gamzu, is almost identical What many may not realize is that the Mefarshim here in the Yerushalmi version assume, the Taken Chazin says this explicitly, this the Yerushalmi version of the story of Nachomish Gamzu is actually the more accurate authentic version of the two stories. Among the differences are two that I'd like to focus on. The first is that in in Tanis the Gemara in Tanis, there is a larger context of the story of Nachomish Gamzu. The narratives there are a bunch of narratives that are mentioned over there in Tanis and other incredible ma'asim of different tanaim. In other words, the whole, the whole context over there is about different kinds of tanaim and all the amazing things that they did. Certain seemingly magical kinds of powers that these people had, spiritual powers that they had. So Nakhomish Gamzu comes in a series of different stories of where all this is going. What this helps us with understanding is Nakhomish Gamzu he wasn't a regular tzaddik. He was a tzaddik of giant proportions with huge expectations of himself and sometimes of others and his students as well. And although we see that his tzitkus, his righteousness was so spectacular that his own dilapidated house, as the gemara in this case, stayed standing, he says, take everything out, and then the house is going to fall down, but the house won't fall down while I'm inside. It was such a spectacular tzitkus that his own dilapidated house stayed standing so long as he was inside, he still decided that he deserved a seemingly disproportionate amount of suffering. Now what could we possibly gain from this story. Here's Nachamish Gamzu. Put himself to such a level. you such a tzaddik. Why, 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 why should he be so deserving? So this teaches, this takes us to the second point, which is that our Gemara mentions an interaction with Rabbi Akiva. It's very interesting. We know from elsewhere in Shas, Rabbi Akiva was a student of Nachamish Gamzu for more than 20 years. And in it says explicitly that Talmudim were there. They were surrounding the bed, but it doesn't mention, it doesn't mention Rabbi Akiva's name. So our Gemara fills in just who who was one of those students. And it records a very haunting prophetic exchange where Nachum challenges Rabbi Akiva about his view on suffering, which Nachum felt wasn't mature as it should be. So I once heard that this story took place in or around the time of the death of Rabbi Akiva's 24,000 students. And even if it didn't take place at that time, the message is powerful nonetheless. It was as if Nachum was saying to Rabbi Akiva, do you want to understand what is true? Avos, saw. You want to understand what it means to love another Jew, how to really fulfill the Make sure you don't rationalize love for a person who's in need. If it needs to be an irrational love, like Avram Avinu saddling his own docker or Lahavdil Paro preparing his own chariot to chase after the Jews, the love that must burn inside of us for another Jew must not be tied to anything else. This extreme measure of suffering. The Nachum took upon himself was his way of driving home what our true Avaz Yisrael is. If he would have had it, that man would have still been alive.